welcome to Yoga Talk on the Men's Yoga Podcast. Hey, Swami, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So this is going to be our first go on Clubhouse, I guess, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm perfectly audible. Yeah, you sound great. How about me? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, that's wonderful. So I guess uh, I'll just introduce everybody. We're doing this uh, new series called Yoga Talk, or maybe we'll come up with a, a more creative name as we go through this. And uh, our, our special guest for this is Swami Chitananda, and uh, he's going to share our, his lovely knowledge with all of us here. And we look forward to it. We're going to hopefully try to make this a weekly thing, and we'll just kind of go with the flow and see how everything's going. Isn't that right? Yep, that's really kind of you, Matt. Um, I'm thankful we are doing this so that we can talk out our thoughts and possibly reach out more people. So, yes, I'm really excited to do this. And uh, a brief introduction about myself. So, I'm Swami Chidanand, and I have been practicing different kind of yogas. I've taught, been taught by different teachers, including... Sadhguru and Parmanand, so which has quite opened my eyes in different ways, and I'll see what I can do best. Yeah, well, I'm sure you picked up quite a bit of knowledge, and uh, what you've shared with us recently in in our passings have been uh, very insightful, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I look forward to these discussions, these deep discussions with you, and, and sharing of your knowledge. Um, we do have Zach that usually comes in, but Zach can't join us today, and uh, maybe he'll pop in on another one. And um, But today, I guess, um, there's something you kind of brought up and uh, that you kind of want to focus around, and, and this is the divine feminine energy. Is this correct? Yes. Uh, that's one of my expertise, I would say. Uh, a lot of people do not agree, like how could a man be expertizing or how could men be discussing about feminine energy? But uh, I do it and it works. So as long as it works, uh, there's something that is happening right. And yeah, what do you want to ask about it? Go ahead and shoot a question. Yeah, so like when you're talking about the divine feminine energy, is this something that we kind of, that men carry within us? Uh, If... Uh, we need to understand uh, the feminine energy or the divine feminine energy. We have to first uh, have a little bit of brief about what energies are and how are we related with everything. So when we talk about the divine feminine energy uh, and we understand the nature of any feminine energy, you would uh, think or you would, the first thing that would come in anybody's mind is a childbirth. Uh, so what is a childbirth? A childbirth is basically a creation of a new life. And if we see it this way, like, or if we have to label or name any feminine energy, uh, it would, or the definition would be uh, the energy that is creative is the feminine energy. The energy that is nurturing is the feminine energy. Uh, you, We might have discussed it briefly, but if you would have known, like you have a wife and you have children, 
So after the birth of your child or any child, the way a female body is uh, healed, no other wound can heal. Like even it, it literally heals like a Wolverine or a superhero, right? If I give you that context, uh, mm-hmm. if you have if you have any other wound, I don't think so that heals so quickly. And women are up and running like within few weeks. And uh, the thing which uh, heals them so uh, quickly is the feminine energy. Uh, they might be conscious about it. They might be unconscious about it, or they might totally ignore it, or they want to become like men, which is different story altogether but uh, right now our focus is just to understand that how powerful this feminine energy could be and when even we are born we start as a feminine entity or entity which you cannot be determined whether it's male or female but it could only be determined after a few weeks when the gender is being formed, but initially we all are embryos, which is primarily female. And uh, the reason I say that is, or bring up this particular thing is because even to generate uh, our semen, it really, it, it needs some kind of feminine energy within us and we contain feminine energy in various different ways and that does not make any men any less of a man Uh, because say if we take an example of a single father uh, taking care of their children they are as nurturing and uh, accessing their feminine energy every time without being conscious without being uh, proud of it without being talking about it but they are constantly using that feminine energy that motherly energy to uh, nurture their children and why do we like we have categorized it as masculine or feminine but if we see any nurturing energy or any giving energy or any sacrificing energy it is basically feminine in nature so even if it's a soldier, a very masculine soldier uh, fighting at the borders or fighting the enemy, he is basically uh, sacrificing himself. Now, what do we understand by sacrifices? Uh, say when we are children, uh, not only children, like uh, the whole planet Earth why do we call it mother earth why don't we call it father earth because it gives us without an expectation it's our duty to save earth it's it's our duty to plant more trees it's our duty to do a lot of things but even if we do not do that it would not discriminate uh, between how it treats us and that's what a mother does or that's what a feminine energy does it's not discriminative in its nature Whereas uh, masculine energy is because that's how it works. It has to discriminate between what's uh, useful, what's not useful, what's a danger, what's something safe. 
So uh, a masculine energy helps anybody to determine. Uh, just give me one second. I think yeah. my ear pods are dying, so I'll just switch to the regular ones. Just give me yeah, one no second. Worries. Yeah, no problem. Hello, you coming in clear? Yep, you coming in clear? Yep. So anything that is giving. Anything that is nurturing is basically a feminine energy that works, or you can say the energy is similar to feminine energy. Uh, for a lot of people, there is a high sexual energy as well. And even our sexual energy is basically very much feminine in nature. It does have uh, some, some bit, some of it, of the masculine energy which helps you to determine which is a good prospect or which is a bad prospect but uh, it works in both ways but primarily the major component of any sexual energy or any energy that is healing is feminine uh, because i don't know if you've ever noticed like you had a good uh, sexual experience and after that you look at yourself at mirror and you would see that, oh, you look like you were really ripped and uh, very attractive, even though you're the same person who just like went to bed like a few hours ago or like you wake up and you don't need to brush because your body releases such uh, hormones and uh, it transforms you in such a way that you can definitely go because your body likes what it had and it, it's basically giving you all the means to have it more, right? So right. Uh, it's healing you top to down in a very uh, uh, miraculous way. And uh, that can only happen when an energy is healing. And you might have, uh, and how a sexual energy is a masculine energy, because uh, when, say, you see a person you don't need to basically get into a sexual act with that person but sometimes your gut feeling tells you that uh, you know this is a wrong person or right. there's something wrong about it or there's something fishy about it so your gut feeling is nothing but your sexual energy trying to raise above your uh, manipur chakra to basically tell you something going to your heart chakra and give you a decisive uh, energy that tells you that whether you should proceed or not, or whether you can, uh, you know, uh, go with it or whether you have to stop or judge a little or if it's not clear. So it works in both ways and uh, it's quite intertwined. Uh, but primarily, I would say that, yes, it is uh, the feminine energy in all of us that not only heals us, but also uh, gives us the ability to love. Because if you love something uh, or somebody or uh, a work or if you're passionate about something, it's uh, the very, uh, you don't care about the outcomes, right? And when you do not care about the outcomes, and that's when uh, you are uh, like going with the flow, it might be a positive outcome, it might be a negative outcome, but you are giving your 100%. And 
even like when we read Gita and uh, like we have uh, had a few sessions uh, while doing the uh, with Escon, right? So yeah. Uh, Krishna uh, basically tells the world or explains the world how to do things without having an expectation back. And when you start doing things without having an expectation, like if I do this, I'll get a good job. Or if I do this job, I'll get good money. These are all expectations. But there are things we do without expectations. And uh, that can only be done when there is a feminine energy or a motherly energy, I would say, instead of feminine, I would rather use motherly energy, which uh, acts in, inside us and makes us or gives, gives us that, uh, you know, uh, that kick to uh, it do things. Divineness. Like yes, the motherly yes. energy adds that divineness to the feminine yes. energy. Like it, the first thing that comes in your mind if you hear about your mom or any mom is uh, like it's a divine thing. Like you doesn't matter, you know, they you spend a lot of time with your mother or not. There were some mother who were working. There were some mother who got divorced or didn't got enough time with their children or whatnot. But if I tell even an orphan or anyone who hasn't been in touch with that mother. And if I said, oh, this is your mother. And immediately the a whole set of emotions and hormones starts releasing, making that person think about uh, that other person who they might have not even met in a miraculous way. And that divine feeling, you can feel that. Like if I tell you even mm-hmm. about Mother Teresa, just because the word mother is... Uh, attached in front of Teresa, it automatically, you know, triggers us to think it in a divine way. So that's what, and uh, that's within any of us. It doesn't matter that we are men or we are women or whatnot. There is, there are things inside us and it's up to us when we become more conscious, when we become more aware, we can access these energies in the way it's needed for us. Right now it's happening by luck or chance or by like some situations that make us do things what we are doing. But imagine if we can access these energy energies and get a desired uh, outcome. So this is the major you- line of work which I kind of try to do, see what's the need and trigger that particular energy. Now, would you, would you say our sense of this energy, would you, would you say that it stems from the heart? And the reason why I asked this, because you brought up the heart a little bit and also it made me, it made me think about this company called heart math, who we, we use their products with and, um, they've actually been measuring the heart and even how it's connected to the earth and the, the research that's been going on through them. And it's, it's really fascinating how, how they're almost putting the science to what people have been talking about for thousands of years. So I wanted to ask you then, do you think that it's, it's the heart that's connected to this? Uh, I would not say it's a primary thing, but it is definitely connected. So heart is your decisive uh, energy chakra, I would say. So anything you want to make a decision, 
you always keep a hand on your heart. That's the basic thing. Like even if you are scared and you want to do something or if you're, if a ghost is behind you or something like that, the first thing you do is like put your hand in your heart, right? This is what we're supposed this, to be doing because typically yeah. we run with our head, right? <laughs> typically yeah, but most of us go with our head, but what we're supposed to do is tune into the heart. Yeah, so uh, right. heart is, uh, we think that heart, uh, like if you see it biologically or what the scientists or doctors say that heart is just a pumping, blood pumping machine uh, for our body and other organs are similar to that. But if you go on a deeper level, you will understand that even to pump blood uh, in that particular way, it needs a certain kind of memory and intelligence that is working. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you know, like if you get hiccups, that is when your heart is not tuned with the memory that is near your diaphragm. And when, so the one way to get rid of hiccups is a shock. Like people burst a balloon or give you shock or tell you something like, oh, your wife is going to check your phone or things like that, right? So right. you get a shock and your heart immediately gets in tune with your diaphragm. Uh, that's a technical glitch in human bodies at times or maybe due to some uh, other reason. But essentially, uh, if you see it this way, that there's uh, intelligence and memory that is working. Now, when that memory and intelligence is working, it's doing things at a very deep level. And uh, even when they are, uh, say, if there's a problem or if there's an emotional problem or if there's a physical problem, like you're in the jungle or something, why is that uh, memory and intelligence has to act even without so that is something an automation uh, programmed in you right. because uh, if it's a let's understand it from the perspective of fear so if there's a dangerous animal and you're out and uh, you can sense that animal uh, your heart will uh, sense it first than any other body part even then your skin, eyes, you cannot see anything. Say you are a little deaf or you are in a situation where you cannot depend on your five senses to perceive things. Your heart will have to sense it because that's where it will start pumping more blood so that uh, you get more strength to run away or fight or whatever you choose to do. Uh, more blood will also uh, induce things like adrenaline and more pancreas, pancreatic juice and whatnot, right? So there has to be a sensory uh, programming for heart and the other organs as well, which gives you uh, this ability to... Uh, basically judge things, whether it's safe or unsafe, whether it's good or bad, whether it's something you should fight or run away. And 
if you or me know uh, like it's it's a bit scientific i'm going a bit deep i'm not sure how correct i am i have read a few articles where most of our endocrine uh, organs like our thyroid and our uh, like uh, testes ovaries pancreas they all are connected and they all are working together to uh, release the right amount of hormones at all the time according to our needs hmm. and uh, the heart plays a re- really more important role so for example if you need uh, more uh, thyroid juice or you need more pancreatic juice you wouldn't even know and that blood and energy is flowing to that particular part of your body so you got stabbed near your pancreas and you're losing blood your heart will f- primarily focus uh, your heart your blood you at cellular level will primarily focus to seal that and cure yourself uh, and now when you see it with all these different energies within your body which is either feminine masculine or is it observant energy or is it a mixture of all those energies they are basically trying to run you without you being knowing it now imagine you're one step ahead and you know how to access that so that can possibly do a lot of miracles you that can possibly do things like curing yourself that can do things like curing things like i people say that oh this is all bogus you cannot cure chronic diseases like diabetes or this and that or what not but if you can access your healing energy if you can access your uh, programming through your own senses you can basically shape shift or something it's yeah and like well how are you going to say that you can't do that when you haven't even really tried you know yes it's like if, that's if you don't know if you haven't just read the user's manual or, and your user's manuals inside you if you just pay attention there's it's nothing else than just paying attention to how your heart your energies your whole life force is beating inside you once you right. pay attention to it you'll see that uh, you will physically become very pleasant even though if you are not doing anything uh, as i was saying like when a lot of people including me i have noticed it like when i have a really good sexual uh, time i was looking good because i was not my i didn't had a bad breath and that was something i started noticing and i started noticing more things about me like if i eat more fruits or if i eat something which is more lively it was giving me uh, like a formula 1 uh, fuel to my body and i was functioning very easily and i was more uh, clear in my thoughts clear in my uh, mindset clear in my things and i would not say that you have to eat something specific according to a book see what suits you see what's uh, you have to taste everything you have to try everything and once you do that then only you'll be if you don't lip you know flip every rock you'll still be in the cycle and you would never figure out what what works for you best 
and uh, that's how uh, if you try to access yourself in different ways you might not become a superhuman or god or transcend into something but you'll have some uh, smoothness and less friction in your functioning and yeah i think even have... like with the, even with mm-hmm. the simple fact of just the change of your mind the simple thought of changing your mind to a more positive attitude even if it's just that simple how much more you can achieve right yes and uh bringing the mind uh, a lot of us like uh, think that we are the mind right however that's the most untrue thing we are mind is just as involuntary as any other organ in our body including like heart pancreas and things like that mind is just to do calculations and give us the answers when we need it it's not mind is not a ruler but just because it's a very super intelligent uh, organ in our body and it consumes a lot of energy and it consumes a lot of uh, things or uh, and it is powerful to do things beyond our physicality uh, it controls us to a point but uh, as long as we understand that we are the masters and mind is not the master uh, which is essentially the goal of yoga right yes. to disconnect uh, from we are not the mind we are not the body we are some the, it's like you put a dead man and put all the you put him on a ventilator it will be alive right to some yeah. extent even the mind might work but uh the work of the mind becomes useless because uh the soul or the uh, life force doesn't remains uh i have heard and witnessed a lot of times like uh when i actually saw an accident when i was really young and there was these two girls uh who were crushed on by a truck in back in india and i felt a very you know splash of energy it was supposed to be something traumatic but it was not exactly traumatic and it made me more curious like what is this splash instead of feeling bad about the two girls who died i was like what did just happen like what did i just experience and uh, there was another incident like uh, my wife she is a really strong channeler uh, she still does not control it completely but she has a lot of energy and like if she kind of blesses people and things will happen good to them and one day what happened like we went to a temple in our hometown and there was this small boy and he was possibly like lost in the crowd because you know how crowded india is mm-hmm. and she and i both together felt really sorry for him and she just went and put her head uh, put her hand on his head and he calmed uh, immediately and we both were like literally shocked because we were barefoot in the temple and we could actually feel a flow of energy now when you start noticing these kind of energies you will notice your capabilities and when you are able to notice your capabilities you give yourself an identity when you give yourself an identity your mind will start working with the identity now uh coming to the main 
question or point that is feminine or masculine so if you understand if you, it's all about identity if you give your mind a masculine identity it will work like that if you give a ma- your mind a feminine identity it will work like that if you give your mind a observer's identity it will start observe if you give your mind a healer's identity it will heal now it's up to you what identity you can choose and that's the best part of us humans is like we can choose and be anything we are not think, limited yeah and you know what though and i think on top of that i think our body whether you believe in this energy and what not i i think on top of that our bodies are also sending us messages of these energies that we maybe not be tuning into and like how you said you felt this energy right that was going mm-hmm. traveling now if in our own bodies we can feel these energies and these different messages that maybe we think is just physical or what not and the reason why i bring this up is my my wife did a reading on one of our family members that was that's really close to us and i would say she does um more of the uh like the the um the angel card readings mm-hmm. and she did this reading on this person who's close to us and this is someone who i would say doesn't believe in this stuff at all right mm-hmm. and they just did it out of main curiosity this is also someone who holds a that's been through tremendous things that i can't even explain and holds a lot of that anger holds a lot of the repercussions over the years because of this the tragic thing that happened and what happened was what she, what he was dealt was basically telling him his life story it was quite amazing and he felt it right in a way and you could see that he felt it and no kidding that they left and him and his wife went for a walk and this lady walking by came up to him this random lady came up to him handed him this medallion of mother mary and said you need this yes. that night that night he got awfully sick and has been sick since like releasing energy like stomach throwing up coming out of both ends and has been and so there's been this crazy repercussion <laughs> from it yeah so it's insane it's- It's, but you would uh, typically ignore that and go oh he's got a bug it's yeah. having a bug there's something coming out that's that he didn't know how to get out initially now understand this any of our uh, blockage if i say will first go into our stomach that's right. how because that's the core of your whole uh, body and soul or whatever you want to say anything even if it's anger even it's trauma if it's uh, any kind of you can name it anything right you can give n number of names to whatever it's like anything that you're in, anything that you're ingesting right yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, if it's food or visual or yeah everything goes sight. in your whether it's physical or non physical everything goes in your stomach and then it spreads everywhere right and you know what's so, interesting is in traditional chinese medicine they relate that to the spleen which yes. affects the stomach yes yeah. and uh, a lot of different uh, cultures and uh, you know uh, people have done different kind of researches but you would if you just pay enough notice you would see that anything like 
uh, even if you are very tensed and if you just uh, take your hand and you know rub and around your navel you will feel that you feel a little bit uh, relaxed even though it's nothing but right. uh, the whole idea is like the first thing when there's a release there is uh, it will happen through the stomach and anything stuck that will happen through the stomach and uh, stomach area i would say and yeah. it's very important to once something like that happens and something like that comes to your notice you take some more extra care i'm just mentioning this so that you can help that person because you know that guy right mm-hmm. so uh, pay more attention and build that relationship with the chakra which is that manipur chakra and uh, like build your if you cannot see anything physical build your relationship with your navel and say that whatever it is let it go whatever uh, the problem is and because anything we hide anything we bury it directly goes to that point and it stops because that's to hold things like if you read a lot of ancient indian text you would see like uh, like ravana he hid uh, the uh, nectar of life uh, in his navel so that nobody can access it but again uh, when ram knew that his uh, life force was in his navel he hid it there so uh, anything positive or anything negative you can always uh, uh if it's a problem it's going to be there if it's not a problem and if you want to cure something it's also going to be there and that is the main component that stops the flow within the seven chakras or the seven parts how we divide a human body so uh, this is how it works and when we pay attention when we see uh, like a lot of people say that oh we see jesus or we see something it's the synchronicity of their energies which is trying to show them uh, that you're not limited to something there are more things than what you can perceive through your five senses and once you are uh, perceiving those things you would uh, basically be uh, putting effort to basically access whatever's with uh, out of your reach uh, this is one reason snakes uh, are very uh important including kundalini or any culture you see snakes pretty much everywhere uh because snakes they don't have limbs they are literally blind more or less deaf but they can stand they can uh do things they can know when there will be a rainfall or earthquake they'll they can sense who's walking towards them so uh and this is one important reason to do the cobra pose and engage your core a lot a lot and a lot a lot of people who do cobra pose they do not realize like i was teaching a yoga class lately and mm-hmm. uh, the students were like uh, they were lifting up with the force of your their hands but actually the cobra pose 
you are not supposed to use the hands. The hands are just there so that you don't fall on your face. Right. You have to actually engage your core and get up as much as possible to engage. That's a physical way to engage uh, that area so that there's more blood flow, there's less blockage, and there's some kind of healing that happens. But even if we do not have, uh, or if we are not capable or there are no circumstances of doing a physical activity for that area, you can do some other things. You can just talk to it. People think that this is crazy. Like, how can you just talk to your stomach? You, you can talk to anything. You can build, because when you're talking, you're just emitting one kind of energy, a vibration towards that particular entity, whether it's a rock or living thing, it doesn't matter. If you can talk and uh, put energy into a crystal, why not you can talk and put uh, energy in your body, in your, uh, in anything, in an animal. Yeah, yeah they, um, I, I've also came across a study where they were, they were um, through voice, I guess they were putting energy into cotton and like organic material. And they were mm -hmm. somehow, I don't understand this, but somehow it was retaining what was put into it. Right. And uh, especially um, with water, like yeah. if you, water has its own uh, memory. So even though water has a chemical composition, it, it arranges itself according to a memory. So basically, if you ever come to my house, you'll see that uh, I have a water and I have a waterfall here uh, in my temple. And the water here tastes different than any other water that is kept any other place. And uh, you will find it different. And it's not only my claim, it's something I have noticed, something a lot of people have noticed. And that changes a lot of things. And not only water, like, I don't know, you had a prasad that day, right? When we did the midnight meditation. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you make something with the intention of giving or like with the intention of prayer or with the intention of, uh, you know, spreading love, uh, that thing would automatically taste different. Like one of my friend, he's making soaps these days and he's using... Uh, you know, cow fat and things like that from all the butchers, which is literally thrown away. Uh, but if you literally have his soap and put it in your hand, you'll feel it. Like you, you can rub all different kind of soaps and his soap, but because he sits, he was a monk and he sits and meditates on a process after processing all the fat before adding all the essential oils and things like that he sits and meditates and literally it feels very different than because even you, though if it's inorganic yeah and there's an energy that's being transferred through making it right the mindset yes. like what mind yes. state they're in are you familiar with the dr emoto have you heard of him I've heard uh, vaguely about him. I'm not where he, he did the the water testing, where he would play different music or get his students to put different energy into the water, and then they would freeze it and say mm -hmm. he would write certain things on the label, like if it was Hitler, he wrote Hitler on one, and then I think they played like a John Lennon song to another. Mm -hmm. um, they put happy feelings into one, then they froze them, and then after they took them and looked under the microscope, and 
like the crystals of the water like when it was like something negative the water was mm-hmm. ugly looking when it yeah. was something positive there was like beautiful snowflakes in these things mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. fantastic yeah so i don't know if you've seen those experiments with sand and playing music the cymatics and patterns yeah. right yeah, so cymatics, yeah same kind of thing happens with water and especially in india like we have different pots copper or earthen pots we keep it separate we put some flowers and we try to uh, do a lot of uh, we try to keep the water near the place where we worship like if we have a temple in the house or something like that we basically try to put it there because it naturally charges the water and uh, i have been doing a lot of i don't know how it works exactly but uh i've been giving charged water to a lot of people and they they think like it's some kind of medicine they always ask me the recipe and they always ask me like you know what did you put and we want more of it and i said like it's it's just nothing it's just water there's an energy that's being transferred though exactly emotion you know what i started bringing that actually into my um my yoga practice is instead of just going in and going oh, okay i'm going to go do some yoga moves but it's also carrying that intention and i even got down to the point where that's why i started getting into these yoga mats i mean you've seen one of them mm-hmm. where yeah, yeah using hemp or using an organic material i do have cotton ones as well where it's a totally different practice your 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 sense of grounding your sense of going to the mat there is something that it's retaining and there is this sense of I would say a deeper connection than just going onto a rubber mat. To a rubber mat it's it's completely different. And yeah. um and I'm getting the same response from people who have been purchasing the mats and they're saying the same thing like they you if they want to do a physical exercise they may use more of their yoga mat. I mean the rubber mat yoga mats, but when they want to work on themselves they're going onto our hemp mat. And it's just yeah. it's such a better practice they're finding. uh this is like one thing i want to share like it's not something out of unusual but uh we have a beach near our house the hamilton beach mm-hmm. and uh i often go like even in winters i went there a few times and i often go and put my feet in that sand or the gravel and trust me like there's no other pedicure close to it Uh, right. my feet comes all soft and everything and it's just i'm just walking like for like literally 2 to 3 minutes and just putting my shoes back and come back so anything that is coming from the earth or giving you the direct contact or giving you more organic contact would be obviously uh more uh, in tune with you because it's not manufactured or it's not having uh this uh vibration which is more robotic uh a lot of people uh they eat certain kind of meat or food uh manufactured in factory and i'm not against it because the governments have not left us a choice mm-hmm. but uh it's a good idea to bring the food and keep it for some time meditate on it because uh if somebody is enjoying making that food it's a different story but if somebody is like giving all the pucks uh literally saying all kind of abuses and you know constantly murmuring about 
what happened in their house, what's happened with their friends, who betrayed them, I don't like this job, I don't want to do this, I'm just doing this for money. If they are constantly murmuring that and that's going in your stomach, it's it's definitely a poison. There's no other reason like yeah. why we are getting more cancers, why we are getting more uh, diseases. Uh, it's just because we are not eating it right. We are not bringing that consciousness. We are all getting into compulsiveness because yeah. when uh, such food is made in an assembly line, there's a definitely a compulsiveness like, you know, I I want this, I want the money, I want this go, I have to go, I have to get more, I have to take more out of thing, I have to squeeze everything out, right? And this constant compulsiveness, when it goes inside you, it also brings another compulsiveness. I don't know if it's some kind of conspiracy or not, but uh, eating uh, happy food is the most difficult thing that is there on the planet. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, you cannot get something that is very organic. You cannot get something which is made oh. out of love. Right. Uh, like, uh, say there are more, uh, so it's easy to go and buy something which is cheap and probably unhealthy or which is uh, not made with so much care and attention than like uh, getting something like, and it's been made out of a culture. Like for example, uh, we do not go and stand uh, in a line or we do not go to a small shop who's baking or making something. Instead of that, we'll try and go something supermarket kind of thing, which uh, which is kind of sad for me because uh, it's it, even if I want to, like I wouldn't blame people doing that because even if they want to go, they are stuck in such cycles. They are stuck in such ways that they are, they do not have a choice. Like I have a friend and uh, she has ADHD and uh, she has the, she, you can see that on uh, her in every way, her energy is everywhere. It's, it's literally like exploding like a nuclear bomb. I'm telling her all the time, like she, she's a nuclear reactor, but it's exploding all the time. And the one thing I suggested her uh, is that you cook your own food. And she says, I cannot cook my own food. I, it's just more expensive and too much time taking. I do not have that much time. I have to work. I have to take care of children. I have to take them to daycare. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. And she just ha buys prepackaged food uh, or buys those big Costco, you know, deals, things like that. And it's eventually increasing more anxiety because I, I'm pretty sure uh, all the food which has been prefacted, there's a lot of anxiety coming with it. Yeah. You know, and uh, what's interesting, you made me think of, um, I'm not sure if you heard of Dr. Kauri Chahardi. She does, um, she, she wrote this beautiful book on sound medicine. And I was listening to one of her podcasts or an episode she was on. And she brought up this thing that, she brought up what 
I don't know whether they still do it in India or, or maybe some places still do it, but I guess she said it was kind of a lost thing that they did. Mm-hmm. And what they used to do, kind of bringing back to this divine uh, feminine energy, is after a child was born, they would take the placenta from the mother and they would plant it along with a, 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 some type of tree that gave fruit or uh, some type of vegetable. I'm not too sure. I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was some type of giving fruit tree or something. And that would be the medicine tree for that child. Yeah. They, and I find that so last, uh, It's a lost uh, practice, I would say. It's still done in very few very few rural or tribal places uh, but this is actually true and not only this there are a lot of uh, prescriptions and there are a lot of other practices which were done uh, trees and organic living was basically a very uh, sustainable living i would say was a very important part in back in india uh, we didn't. We had disposable leaf uh, uh, utensils, which were used uh, in previous India, which was replaced by plastic. And oh. having said that, uh, there's a lot of plastic goes going everywhere. So yes, that is now we are growing things out of plastic. I guess. Oh, jeez. Not only that, there's microplastic that falls of our clothes and microfibers which is going under the radar and nobody's talking about it right uh, so uh, this is one thing like i was just i had a really bad argument with one of my vegan friends and she was trying to tell me like you know uh, how uh, it's bad to wear leather and things like that or wear uh, i said okay you don't want to wear leather wear clothes wear cotton and if you're in a country like uh, Canada which which goes into like hibernation for six months mm-hmm. uh, there's no other option than wearing leather or wearing gooses weather fe- feathers or things like that because that's the organic way if you right it is the organic if, way if you are wearing something which is synthetic it's every time you wash it the microfibers are going under the radar we are talking about plastic, we are talking about the lids, we are talking about the straws and everything. There's a lot of microfiber which is going and that's been consumed by fishes. And that is killing a lot of coral life, that is killing a lot of other things, that is polluting things at a very uh, micro-nano level which we don't even understand. Uh, right. To grow uh, more plants, they say that okay to grow more meat you are emitting more carbon dioxide that's true that's one type of ignorance to grow more vegetables you're killing a lot of insects and their habitats yeah including bees that's another type of ignorance right the key to it is finding the balance through all of it and keeping it exactly yeah so if you do not replenish uh everything it's it's gonna come back to you like right now uh, Sadhguru is doing a 100 day drive from London to India and uh, so the hashtag is save soil and even I'm kind of trying to promote it as much as possible and uh, this is something which is really important we do not think of how we are 
misusing this planet and this mm-hmm. will not affect the planet the planet will even if all we die the planet will cure itself over 100 years yeah so it's going to affect us so if we are not conscious about it if we are not making that changes and i i don't know if you remember last time we spoke about legacy and legacy is all that is the purpose of our lives to give what we need to give for the next generations for your children for possibly when we have children our children or for any children that's uh, going to live a life uh, on this planet uh, we need to make this planet more uh, fruitful we need to make workplaces more joyful we need to make communities more accepting we need to kill the shame so uh, coming to the primary point that is female energy or feminine energy uh, and we spoke briefly about it as well uh, why the fe- feminine energy is oppressed in every where or every place is the shame right they are shamed of every the shame of a masculine or a man accepting that he has feminine energy or shame that a feminine energy could be more vibrant or more strong or more nurturing than a man shame yes. that the pagans and witches or cultures like native cultures women even indian culture were women or the feminine were given more uh, you know weightage than any man so this was shameful for a lot of other people or people who had the ego or people who have were in the power or are in the power right. once we get rid of the shame we will have less of the problems we are ashamed to acknowledge that our planet is dying we are doing things here and there but what are we actually doing yeah we're almost ashamed that it's happening and then ignoring the fact exactly so uh i'm i don't want to talk anything wrong of your friend who you did a reading of but there is some shame for him to acknowledge whatever has happened to him right so once yeah, that definitely masculine gone, right definitely hardcore masculine yes and until that shame is not gone uh he won't have the right healing he would not right. even if he'll uh, try and vomit everything out this will you know you empty your dustbin it will get filled up in some time this is how you it know, works yeah and you know what's interesting is um uh for i think since it would have been january so actually would have started before december um i since december i was suffering from major major back pain and i couldn't I'm, i've been doing yoga for so long and i was like mm-hmm. i i can't even work this out i don't know what's going on with me and and a lot of a sense of me was thinking okay there's it's got to be energy like there's something more than just than this physical and because mm-hmm. i didn't do anything like physical it just started acting up and i couldn't i was struggling hardcore with it so my wife and i got into this conversation and and to me I, i've been through this growth i guess over the last year um 
internally with myself. And I knew I felt like it's my heart, my heart needs opening. And we had this beautiful conversation together and it almost like connected us deeper. And the next day back pain was gone, completely gone. And you know what? It's been gone ever since. And this happened maybe a week ago. So I was suffering almost six months with it and mm-hmm. excruciating. Like I would be struggling trying to do yoga, just doing anything. It was all in my hips. It was shooting down the sides of my legs. And we had this beautiful conversation between each other, just about our emotions and how we um, how we wanted to grow together. And mm-hmm. um, which is probably something we never would have done before bringing yoga into our life. And, um, and it's gone. I just, I, I was so blown away. It was amazing. The deeper you, and that's really beautiful you shared. And, uh, the deeper you study or understand about yoga, uh, there's this concept of Vatapit, which means, uh, the air that travels in your body. So even we are like a solid body but we have spaces and pockets right somebody has it in the back somebody has it in the knees somebody i have it in my right shoulder uh, since my accident so uh, anything uh, again coming back to the core of your body so anything that gets stuck in your core will you know, uh, generate a air pocket or I must say like a pocket of energy or something like that and it gets stuck to the most vulnerable places uh, in your body. It could be your knees, it could be your any tendon or it could be shoulder, back. Back's the most common one because uh your it kind of holds your body with the spine and it's the only muscle that's pretty much engaged even when you're asleep or if you're lying on your side or something like that right so it's engaged most of the time and there's more probability uh and i learned this when i was uh learning about massages and uh so this whole thing was uh like if you massage a certain point and it would release those airs but that's just uh, or it would release those tensions at that particular point but the whole idea is not to just get temporarily relieved but to identify why it's happening which you did and uh, once you did that it automatically releases it automatically releases all your stress uh, even like uh, when there are different ways of like even in Japanese uh, culture or even in Indian culture or different cultures have different way of uh, cutting meat from fugu fish to uh, sushis or whatnot, right? And what it says is like if uh, they are doing it in a particular way, in a particular uh path it it's uh, it tastes good but when uh if it's done the wrong way it tastes like garbage so what's the difference mm. between that and this is like uh and what i'm trying to say is like your body has the ability 
to turn a nectar it also has the ability to turn poisonous like a lot of snakes and lizards i don't know if you know them or frogs when they are attacked they become poisonous and whoever attacks them dies in eventually consuming that poison so uh, same if if that happens to that uh, living creature it also happens to us to some extent because even though we are a very diverse dna structure throughout all the species which are alive on this planet but we do share common things which is like carbon nitrogen things like that and they will uh, react on certain ways on certain exposures uh, there are researches going on like you know giving some kind of radiation and energy to certain uh, like for nanotechnology these days so that those uh, microbots or robots or nanobots they work in a certain way or act in a certain way our body is just that our body is uh, small cells which work upon different kind of energies and when it's working it can turn fruitful or it can turn poisonous now poisonous for you could be fruitful for me and it's very prescriptive right it's not just one simple rule of line it could be different for different people and different anatomies and different uh, energies so uh, it's not a paracetamol i would say mm. <laughs> <laughs> well um i think we should probably end it here we've been going for a good hour and yeah. i want to try to keep it for an hour but this has been great i think what yeah. we should do is definitely carry on this conversation of energy and divine feminine energy i still would like to prick your brain i feel like we've only just i discovered the layer i don't think we've even started opening the layer yet so it's not the brain <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. So, um we'll we'll carry this on next week and and see where the conversation leads. Sure. Hariyom. Hariyom. Thank you so much, Swami. <laughs>